Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? Man, I'm I'm okay. Been smoking my pipe quite a bit more than I had been. You know, that happens sometimes when you're immobilized from uh, foolish <laughs> foot injuries. So it's been nice. Yeah, it's been been good. Just kind of hobbling around and man, things are good around the old pipe shop and everything's normal. Got up this morning about 2 a.m. because the baby couldn't sleep and have been up since then. So everything's great, man. We're just we're just doing great. <laughs> you're running off of coffee and fumes. I understand. I just, you know, <laughs> and, and a spare tire on top. <laughs> and it's like I tell folks, if I could just get through this season without becoming an alcoholic <laughs> That'd yeah. Be great. yeah yeah we're good everyone's healthy you know shop's doing good family's great we're just we're really really tired <laughs> oh man listen I, I understand and uh man it's uh it's it's a tough time but uh tough it out man it does get better <laughs> your foot will heal and your children will grow of this i am very Did I tell very you sure. about the lady i may have mentioned this on air a couple weeks ago but that lady in church you know she was like oh how's your family i told her she's like yeah it it's hard right now and then it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, she like, probably got teenagers. And, uh, yeah, e- exactly. That was uh-huh. it. She was, uh, she, you know, she was, I was like, man, we're at church. You need to encourage me, you know? And she's like, nah. <laughs> nah this, this place for encouragement is a place for truth, too. So there That's you go. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. All right, man. We, we got a lot to do this episode. There's some things yeah. we need to talk about before we dive into it all. Uh, first things first, man iTunes banning Country Squire Radio? Yeah, what the heck, man? Like, get on Thursday. It's like, man, you got your Thursday routine. Hot new Wednesday, track. Wednesday, yes. Country, Wednesday. <laughs> hot new track of uh, CSR coming out. You're part of, you know, you're on your way to work, and you're like, man, it's my time to catch up with, you know, JD and Bo and the whole CSR community and and crickets, right? nothing nothing now this isn't for everybody mind you if you if you listen on spotify you were good if you listen on pocket cast then you were good if you listen on i mean really almost not even almost literally literally john david every single podcast player out there was happy to serve up a beautiful bowl of country squire radio the conclusion of our how to train your palate series but no this was the episode that apple found not distribution worthy it's the one they tried to shut us down john david we got banned we got censored or there was a glitch in the system and it got resolved but 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 something happened (laughs) the ghost of steve jobs yeah no i mean that that's the thing you know we we would love to just play up the whole have pity on us thing because uh we got censored but um what what happened bo I mean, look, I, that's that's exactly right. I feel like I feel like like oh y'all, this is a, a tobacco podcast, so you know they're trying to shut us down, you know. Uh, so you know, get, get on Patreon and make sure that we don't get shut down. Like, no, I mean, like, hey, sure, we would love you to support us on Patreon, absolutely, but not for this reason. We don't. It was just a glitch. Yeah, yeah, it was just a glitch. It was, was crazy good. though, man. It was like midday on, I guess it was Thursday that I got on there and looked, and that still uh, still hadn't been uploaded. So I, I guess we got it worked out or whatever. Like I said, the ghost of steve jobs took his finger off the mute button and you know just kind of um filtered back into the ether so <laughs> i think there were some other podcasts out there that were having some issues that day so i don't think it was an isolated incident but okay. it certainly it was weird we tried to fix it people know because i think the message going out to everybody explaining there was an issue did go out to everybody which was great and by the way shout out to everyone who emailed in both to point out that the episode wasn't going out and to point out when you did receive the episode, that was super helpful to me once we got the re-release out. And I tried I tried to approach it from a couple different angles. It was very confusing because everything in the back end was showing that it should have gone out, but literally nobody was getting it. And I couldn't get it on any of our Apple devices here. So, uh, of course, I'm team Android, but, but I do have some Apple devices for this exact situation. <laughs> so we got it resolved. And, of course, uh, that episode came out. For our Apple listeners, uh, yeah. a little bit late. Wasn't our fault. Blame the Apple. There were worms <laughs> in the Apple. Worms but, in the Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Also, some bad news that had a happy ending. I, I got some good news, though, uh, from this last past week. Yeah. Um, from time to time, I get a package from 
a little store, a little little store in Jackson, Mississippi, called the Country Squire. <laughs> and when you when you get it, it just reeks. You know, it just smells like a like an ash can. <laughs> it, it smells like heaven, my friend. It smells like home. <laughs> it's wonderful because as listeners uh, make their pilgrimages or come by the shops or or just in general, since since we are kind of a unique podcast that has a mailing address to yeah. some extent because it's sure. connected with the shop, people send some things and and send some beautiful and lovely gifts. And, you know, you get to enjoy these as soon as they arrive. And because I'm now in Texas, you kind of collect all these up and, you know, you send send me basically a care package on almost a monthly basis. And it, it it's something that I kind of look forward to now. I've been uh, <laughs> doing kind of an unboxing over on our YouTube channel whenever yeah. I get a box in, which... Uh, I think is a, uh, hopefully a lot of fun for folks. It's always nice to see uh, some some names pop up in the live chat for from time to time on that. You know, I, I stumble on I stumble on names and you know English and <laughs> just in much, general as a rule. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's always kind of a fun little challenge because I always open up the boxes blinds not knowing at all what is in them. But I wanted to share two things that I I got in my hand from that particular care package, and one is the pipe can. From the Pipery. Yeah, with our, man. Our Country the, the Squire pocket, Radio the logo. The pocket on jar. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. got the uh, Country Squire Radio logo. The, aren't those sharp, man? They came out great. I love it, man. So, yeah, so the pocket jar, we got, I got three of them as a, as a gift here. They all bear our, uh, our logo on it. Uh, and, man, yeah, these are, these are so cool. They come in a couple of different colors. I was mentioning on the live stream, but I'm really looking forward to next time I travel. I'm, I'm just now getting back into yeah. the world, just starting to travel again. And now, typically, whenever I travel with pipe tobacco, unless there's a specific occasion, I generally just bring one blend. Yeah. And so it's got to be nice to be able to have a couple of blends to, to tuck away and have a uh, variety. Get on the road. Yeah. And Absolutely. even if you just take one, man, what a convenient little little package. You know, what a great little carry case. It's uh, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So thank, shout out to our friends at the Piper. Thank you so much for that. This is also extremely cool. I got a pipe stand from Joshua Sanders. Now, he's a, a pipe carver. He's got a shop on Etsy. And man, this thing is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm holding it right now. And as somebody who has quite a few pipes, and many of which are, are in rotation, but many of which kind of hold a place of prominence on the shelf, I wish they were in <laughs> rotation more. But, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to, uh, to kind of display some of those pipes. And man, this is just a gorgeous stand that he, he, uh, he sent in. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I've got one too. I mean, just a really, really handsome piece of briar burl, the plateau off of a off of a beautiful piece of briar, and uh, man, turned it into a pipe stand. And I've got it sitting on my desk. And of course, I have the luxury of being able to smoke when I'm at the shop, and it's a real joy. Man, thank you so much, Joshua. I mean, just what a what a treat. We're tickled to have them. Absolutely. This is going uh, on my bookcase right behind me as I'm recording. And if you'd like to see uh, both, both, well, I guess all of these things, check out the Country Squire Radio YouTube channel. Like I said, I've been doing uh, use, doing some unboxing there and just kind of checking in from time to time. Just note when it's just me, it's just me. So anything I say, <laughs> you can't hold John David to or anything. Like <laughs> you know, occasionally I'm like, like vice oh. versa. If I ever put anything out there, it's, it's just me. You know, That's we, exactly we speak, right. We speak for ourselves. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, uh, you know, if, I, if, if you ever hear me say like, Oh yeah, well we're gonna do a show about Ewoks or something crazy like that. Doesn't mean it's actually gonna happen. Just, yeah, it's just, just it's just Bo. That's just Bo. <laughs> That's just in Bo's mind, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can check that out there. Look, we we still got one last very important piece that we need to get to before we can jump into the uh, yeah. the topic today, and that is giving a major shout out. We have got three new squires joining Ow! the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Man, running them down right now. We got Bo Ellis, no relation. <laughs> I should just just. Make sure that's that's clear. No relation. Dif- different spelling of the name. Man, shout out to Bo Ellis. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us. We got John Newsom. Dadgummit. This is really difficult to try to mispronounce here. These these guys. Come on, guys. Straightforward, man. Straightforward. Loving it. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I think I think our boy Isaac's going to bring us home here. And then a uh, third man. We got Isaac Babuta. Babuta. Babachua. Babadua. Gesundheit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Bo, John, and Isaac, we are so grateful for you. It's just amazing. All three joining at the Squire level and hopping in to support our uh, our podcast and the Country Squire Radio pipe smoking family. And man, thank you so much. We're just really honored. And a couple of these guys, longtime listeners, friends of the shop, and we're just so so grateful. So thank you so much, Bo, John, and and Isaac. And uh, man, we're we're grateful for all our all our patrons and uh, man, making sure this show goes on. 
That's right. All right, man. So like I said, we've got a great topic planned for this week. You know, as longtime listeners have kind of pieced together, whenever there's a Squire Select, you can be sure that right around the corner, it's going to be a tobacco talk. That's right. This week, we are doing the thing that a pipe tobacco podcast should do. We are talking <laughs> pipe tobacco. Imagine that. I always love kind of like casting back to the genesis of this series because originally the concept was there was going to be kind of like a tin tobacco and then also one of the blends of the shop. Yeah. And, you know, over time that kind of changed and we kind of mixed and matched. Sometimes it was a couple of blends from the shop, sometimes it was a couple of tins. And then finally, we're just like, hey, what do we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> mix and match and honestly it really kind of comes down to uh the as we know as many of us who are graduates of the training your palate series know uh, <laughs> we we have the prof- professor of the palate here uh in that <laughs> john david goal you, to- your graduate certificate is written in crayon you know <laughs> <laughs> dude i would i would hang that you make that i want to hang that in my office <laughs> With, with uh, pride, sir. <laughs> oh, dude. No, man, it is a tobacco talk. Bringing it home today, and uh, we're, we're excited to do that. Yeah, it is funny, you know, just what tobaccos are, are brought forward. Sometimes it's a tobacco that making some waves out there. Folks are, you know, finding it interesting. Maybe it's a new blend that has debuted or a limited edition blend. Sometimes it's a blend that sits on the shelf and is kind of overlooked, but has some interesting qualities, you know, that we think are, are worth sharing about. You know, sometimes it's a old school blend that's been around for a long time. We've reviewed things like Escudo and Peterson University Flake and just all kinds of stuff that's been, you know, on the market, obviously, since dirt. So, yeah, we just uh, we try to mix it up and, and find some fun things to review every uh, every go around. So this week is no different. Got a couple of beautiful tin tobaccos here that I'm excited to to crack open with you and explore with you. They are very different <laughs> tobaccos. So <laughs> there is something for everyone on this week's Tobacco Talk episode. All right, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What we got? Starting out, man, something from the captain himself, not Captain Crunch, but Captain Earl. Captain Earl's Honor Blend. Captain Earl tobaccos, uh, if you may be familiar with these series. They come in the uh, kind of Cornell and Deal style sealed biscuit can tin. And uh, just, a, just a really fun series, something that's been out for some years now. Captain Earl tobaccos, this series was named after Captain James Earl, who was an extraordinary whaler captain of the SS Charles Morgan. This was like late 19th century, early 20th century. Just a very storied individual. And this was inspired, Jay and Louise Jones, who blended pipe tobacco, they founded this and were inspired by, they actually acquired a vintage Meerschaum pipe that was owned by Captain Earl. (laughs) So they started this 100-year-old pipe, you know, that was owned by this individual. And we're just, you know, kind of did some research on him and on his ship and that kind of thing. And they were like, man, let's, let's name our new tobacco series after him. And just a lot of fun, something unique. Of course, we've talked you know, ad nauseum about how uh, connected sailing and being on the sea is is uh, with the pipe tobacco and pipe history and all that. And so it, uh, you know, fit, fits really well, I think, the whole kind of image of it. The Jay uh, actually died in uh, 2011, so he's been gone for about a decade now. And when that happened, the Jones family partnered with Cornell and Deal to make these blends carry on. And so uh, hmm. really nice. There's several blends. They're all crumble cakes, which is really interesting. They're all, some people love crumble cakes. Some people aren't crazy about them, but they're all, all crumble cakes. Uh, very well done. They're all non-aromatic and they all feature orientals, some type of oriental leaf. And then there's a smattering of condimental leaves that kind of assist in the different recipes that you find on the Captain Earl series. So really, really nice. And just a, just a fun thing if you're a non-aromatic explorer, smoker to explore. Today we're looking at the Honor Blend. It has got a picture of Captain Earl there on the side and kind of a seafoam green colored label. Just a handsome tin of pipe tobacco, nothing too extravagant or anything. On the back it says, an all-natural stoved blend of Red Virginia's, Mellow Cavendish, Turkish, and Perique tobaccos pressed in an old-fashioned crumble cake. Named in memory of Captain Earl's wife, Honor Matthews, a native huh. of New Zealand, whom he wed during one of his ports of call to Diamond Head in Hawaii. So it's named after a woman named Honor. <laughs> <laughs> From New Zealand who From got wed in Hawaii. Wedded in Hawaii. So there's just a lot <laughs> going on here. Man, we're just thrilled. No telling. I mean, that just 
do your own research. I'm, I'm sure uh, Miss Honor Matthews Earl was a fascinating woman in her own right. She, 100 years later, has a uh, has a tobacco named after her. So that's what we've got. You open the can, and obviously when you pop the seal on the can— by the way, these are manufactured, again, by Cornell and Deal, so the whole packaging is going to be very reminiscent of anything from them. You pop it open, and it's got the little paper cover in there that you can peel back. You're just uh, greeted by a very nice-looking, probably one-and-a-half-inch square brownie that's very pleasant, kind of a nice honey color with some darker-leaf tobacco in there, and it's, a, a, of course, a crumble cake. It rubs apart very easily. This is a nice, easy tobacco to work, uh, which some some crumble cakes don't, I think, execute that very well. You know, you kind of work these tobaccos, and, and when you get in there, they're just almost too dry, and so you have to start tearing little pieces apart. And the uh, the moisture content here, however they did this, I don't know what kind of moisturing agent they put to, uh, you know, when they press this tobacco, but they did a great job, and it's just really well done. It's nice and spongy, and immediately you're met with just a warm, non-aromatic room note, kind of a tart Virginia room note that you might expect from a, a vinegary-type uh, tobacco. And so it rubs apart very nice. It's something that I think is uh, very pleasant. The moisture content there is a little high, seems like, but I, honestly, I think that makes for a great crumble cake. And, of course, as part of the object of a crumble cake is to keep things uh, you know, fresher longer. And because of how you rub this apart, it, it tends to pack pretty easily. It, this, was a, this was a very easy tobacco to load into a pipe. Uh, I packed it a little lightly when I uh, smoked this particular tobacco and I think that was good for a number of reasons but in some sense this lights and and smokes a lot like a flake tobacco even though mostly uh, this this tobacco is ribbon cut in the crumble cake it kind of does smoke like a like a flake to some degree when you light it, it has a very nice false light and then as you apply the full flame to it it has that nice puff up of tobacco little tobacco mushroom cloud kind of thing that happens as the tobacco leaves expand up over the top of the the bowl and it's just very, very pleasant. A nice little puff like your uh, favorite flake tobacco. So thick and creamy smoke, almost similar to something you might get from a burly, uh, but but not containing that. It's just very pleasant mouthfeel. Burns surprisingly cool for something that has, you know, high Virginia content and, and all that. So tasting notes, uh, immediately off the bat, you are hit with this oak and black pepper. It is a, it is a deep, it is a rich, dark tobacco. It's something, uh, particularly on the retrohale, you know, we've We've discussed retrohale in the past, but, you know, when you are pushing the smoke kind of back through your nose instead of puffing it out your mouth, but we're not talking about inhaling, but pushing it, uh, taking your tongue and raising it to the roof of your palate, and which it kind of forces the smoke to go back through your uh, your nasal cavity. And if you do that, you get just this interesting flavor dynamics that you might not get necessarily in your mouth. And so uh, particularly uh, lots of oakiness and, and uh, woodiness there. Uh, along with black pepper, uh, really, really good, very strong. As you go on in the bowl, you get these kind of creeping mushroom flavors. They're kind of starting to come out of the corner a little bit and make themselves known. A little bit of that vinegariness that you might expect for a matured Virginia leaf. And then that natural Cavendish that's in the tobacco as well, it produces this very this very bready flavor. It's a very, it's a very, like a thick hmm. bread. It's just really, really flavorful and toasty. It's pretty great. The second half of the bowl was interesting because it changed a pretty good bit. I actually stayed really lit really well for the first half of the bowl. It, it fizzled out. I had a little trouble relighting it, but honestly, that's probably more of a, uh, a user error <laughs> than anything. Hey, Bo, I'm not, I'm not near, I don't nearly have the prowess that you have at, at keeping your pipe lit for a long period of time. We've established that. We all know that. You know, that's a, just kind of a, a, <laughs> well, a given well, you know. uh, at this point. And so uh, I did have to relight. And after the relight, I had a little trouble. But that second half of the bowl brought out more uh, of a tangy flavor. I think the perique was starting to shine. There was a sourness that kind of came, I think, from the Perique and the Turkish leaf there. And the interplay there was very, very interesting between the Perique and the Orientals. It was this kind of sour, sweet, floral back and forth. It was like this little tug of war with these two particular leaves having at it. Very, very good, very complex. 
It eventually finished with a nice baking spice uh, flavor. I think it just, you know, you got some of that hazel, nutmeg, allspice flavor that was very pleasant there at the end. And I, I was really surprised by a bit of cinnamon as well. It kind of came through. Just a little little tinge of that at the very end that huh. made you think of maybe uh, maybe a little Christmas or something. Very good. It's it's great tobacco, strong, bready, very full. It's a creamy tobacco. The mouthfeel is very thick. Full strength tobacco, the you know, nicotine content is probably you know, medium to full on the fuller side. And you know, it might be one you want to smoke on a on a fuller stomach. I, I find after, you know, over the years I've become more and more nicotine sensitive. You know, I kinda have to watch out. I used to just smoke all these Virginia Periques and you know, I just pounded this stuff and I you know, I, I probably said so many times, man, how, how much that is that strength is really pleasant. But uh, I, I find myself just as time was going on being more sensitive to that, especially the past couple of years. I don't know what that's about. But one thing I do know about myself and my own routine is that I, I'd gotten to the point where I don't eat lunch as much anymore. I kind of <laughs> kind of work through, power through, you know. And so a lot of times if you don't have anything on your belly, it can kind of affect you a little more when you're smoking your pipe. So that, that might have something to do with it. So this one's a little full. I'd probably recommend a little something on your tummy before you smoke it. But a great all-day smoke if it's something, you know, after a, after a good lunch or something. Tolerable room note. It's not one that your uh, non-smoking friends are probably going to enjoy particularly. But you as a uh, mm. you as a pipe smoker, I think, will uh, will fall for it. So <laughs> so, so choose your uh, smoking partners uh, accordingly. Choose your companions accordingly. This is probably not one. You know, if, if you're trying to convince your wife to, you know, let you smoke in the living room or something, this is probably not the one to make the pitch with you know <laughs> it's right. it's definitely <laughs> right. not as bad as uh as so many that we've talked about before but anyway it's uh it's, it's probably not you know the, the next one now the next one we talk about would uh would probably be a good candidate for that so anyway captain earl's honor blend <laughs> I, I, all right so so i had i gotta ask you said uh was it john otis earl is that right i think it's just john earl let's see okay because i found a. I started I, as soon as you started kind of going to his backstory yeah, I'm, ja- like, oh, I'm sorry wait, james you know. earl james earl yeah james james earl jones might be a hundred years old and may have been a whaler (laughs) darth vader was a whaler hang on this changes everything it's a whole new tobacco uh, that we we have the (laughs) the folks at captain earls thought they had something awesome but now darth vader's uh tobacco blends i I don't know they yeah they're, they're, they're 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 great Fascinating. Well, I did find a uh, an honor Earl. That's just such a unique name that I was like, oh, wait, th- surely there's got to be like you don't you don't have a name like that and not like have some kind of Wikipedia page or something. <laughs> Turns out she was an artist, a post war artist. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I couldn't find that? much more than that. But uh, but yeah, so if you if you have one of Captain Earl's pipes. And one of Honor Earl's paintings. You win. You win. <laughs> you win this episode of Country Squire Radio for sure. You sure do. <laughs> Man, what you got next? Okay, so happy to switch it up here today. Of course, sometimes we'll do varying thing and where we throw a little red meat to, to both aromatic and non-aromatic mm. smokers. And today, happy to talk about Sutliff's Panna Cotta, which is a delicious aromatic tobacco. It's a vanilla tobacco, something that is very readily available. And if you're an aromatic smoker, I, I behoove you to try this particular blend. Sutliff, owned by Mac Barron. A lot of people don't know that or aren't aware of it. Sutliff Tobacco, in its own right, is an American company and was founded back in 1849, although it's gone through a lot of iterations since then. It was owned by Altadis USA, which is the same company that produces the American uh, Romeo and Juliet and H. Upman and Monte Cristo Cigars. But in 2013, it was purchased by Mac Barron and returned to the name Sutliff. And, uh, of course, these are all blended in Richmond, Virginia. And, um, man, just great, great people that work there. We, we deal with them weekly and love them and, and, and really love to support their company. And they major in delicious aromatic tobaccos. Uh, and of course have the pedigree of the Mac Barron company behind them as well, which is one of the largest and, you know, most, uh, storied, uh, pipe tobacco blenders, uh, in, in the world. And so we love MacBaron products and I find myself as time has gone on, become more and more fanboys of, of both these companies. And so the one thing I, ca- I have to say about Sutliff is whether you like their tobaccos or not, their ingredient leaf is really good. They use good products to make their, uh, their tobaccos. Knowing that you just know, um, you know, that there's a, um, probably something for you in, in their portfolio, but they, they do a really good job. Sutliff Panna Cotta. 
P-A-N-N-A-C-O-T-T-A. comes in the typical uh, Sutliff private stock tin, which is a larger tin. It's the same concept as the Captain Earl's tin, but a, a wider tin. You've seen this tin before if you've ever smoked a can of any of the Seattle Pipe Club stuff, like Plum Pudding or uh, Mississippi River. It's the same exact tin because it's oh, yeah. produced in the same exact factory, and uh, and that's kind of the style they use. It's an ounce and a half tin, even though it's a larger tin. It tends to have an ounce and a half uh, rather than the two ounce standard of uh, of Cornell and Deal. So it's readily available. Mm. Pipe tobacco, very affordable. This retails for under ten dollars, and uh, as most of the private stock aromatics do, just really good. It's uh, you open it up, it's ribbon cut, very moist and highly aromatic. The tobaccos that are in here on the front of it, it says epitomizes vanilla of a blend of burly Virginia and black Cavendish. And when I say when you open the can and smell, you don't have to be close. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to be sitting right next to this tobacco to appreciate the uh, the tin note of it. It is. It is very, uh, very aromatic, and it is uh, really, really smells good. It's just a um, a very, uh, very beautiful blend, uh, both uh, as a as a pipe tobacco and as a potpourri. It is just very, uh, very aromatic. Makes the room smell great, even not being lit. That's just very nice. Um, it, so uh, ribbon cut, uh, most of this is a ribbon cut tobacco. It does have a uh, sprinkling of larger thick cut uh, black leaves, which I'm assuming is some type of Cavendish. Um, and uh, of course, the folks at uh, Sutliff, they're, uh, you know, mixing it up a lot and um, they've got a lot of a uh, lot of different things going on in this particular uh, blend, and so you could actually pull all of these little leaves apart and uh, smoke them one by one, or even chew on them one by one, and get a lot of different flavors and tastes. But um, but there is a heavy casing here, or heavy topping uh, on this tobacco, and so the primary note you're going to get from uh, Panna Cotta is that uh, is that pleasant vanilla, um, extremely aromatic. Uh, you know, I had trouble lighting it uh, to begin with. I lit it uh, without drying the tobacco, and that you, you might want to dry it out some. A lot of tobaccos like this that um, may or may not have a high propylene glycol uh, content. They, um, you know, their ability to dry out is suspect. You know, you may or may not be able to get this to dry the way you want it. But uh, my thought is that if you let it sit for a little bit uh, before loading it into your pipe, I think that would be um, it would serve you well if you did that. So. Um, so once you uh, get it lit, uh, uh, it has a fantastic room note. Reminds you of Sutliff's uh, very, uh, very popular tobacco creme brulee, which they make and sell. Um, and uh, so you, so you kind of get notes of that in there, although it's certainly a vanilla forward note. Um, and uh, it, it, it's a little on the cloying side. It's one of those that has a, a an overly sweetness, but it, it, it's not. It, it, I, well, I I, w- I wouldn't say it's overly so. It's just it's a, this is a very sweet tobacco. Mm. It's one that um, man, if you like a nice thick tongue coating of vanilla, something where you're eating a rich pudding, I think you're going to enjoy this tobacco. It's it's decadent. It, it truly is. It you know it would be in the vein of uh, you know something like an autumn evening or a multi dolce to a lesser extent one q if you're an aromatic lover and smoker i would i would highly recommend that you uh you check out this particular tobacco uh, the retrohale is surprisingly pleasant and surprisingly spicy uh, which i thought was interesting as you smoke this tobacco and kind of force some of it through your nostrils it really has a spice note to it which i, I found uh enjoyable as someone that you know doesn't smoke a ton of tobaccos like these it really uh helped me uh you know enjoy the strength of the uh of the tobacco there and um and really really liked that uh, there's a nice spice but again we talked about the user error that comes with having to relight tobacco i'm sure if Bo was lighting up a bowl of a uh, panna cotta he uh, would be able to keep it lit for three oh, hours and you know be able to he was blow smoke rings in the shape of pirate uh, ships and everything uh-huh. else but uh, i did have to relight it about ten thousand times <laughs> <laughs> so and that's that's kind of par for the course for some people on more highly uh, aromatic tobacco and so not not particularly surprising, to be honest, but a very pleasant room note, uh, straightforward vanilla tobacco and something that, uh, you know, if you appreciate aromatic tobaccos and want something that's really nice and sweet, certainly that's going to be a crowd pleaser if you're sitting on the front patio and uh, have a whole bunch of your friends around and want to impress them with your delicious pipe smoke. 
man, this is one. This is this is the one to do it. So uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, man. Okay. So that that uh, I I'm I'm digging the complexity here, and also the gear change that we got with this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's about as far away as you can get. All right, yeah. good deal. <laughs> I appreciate the gear change between the two here. Um, and can I just say, Panacotta, what? What is a panacotta? I, I actually don't know. You know, it's funny. I didn't take the time to figure out what uh, what that even meant. Let's see. It uh, it appears to be a dessert. It's a type of pudding. Oh. There's all kinds of delicious looking panacotta recipes here that I'm finding. It's Italian for cooked cream. It's a dessert of sweetened cream uh, thickened with gelatin and molded. The cream may be aromatized with coffee, vanilla, or other flavorings. And of course, that's from the uh, uh, Professor Wikipedia. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, you know. What? All right, so I looked it up real quick. Do you know what? Do you know what this looks like? Like, have you ever been like, oh, uh, it's like one of those like benefit dinners or something like that. Like, or maybe like a. Uh, oh, one know, of those rubber chicken like, dinners that they have at the at the hotel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. like super kitschy yeah. type of menu types. Of, this is what they serve me <laughs> for dessert. Either this or like some carrot cake. Right. Right. Dude, don't hate you know on carrot I mean? like cake now, dude. I'll crush. I'll I'm crush not hating carrot on carrot cake. cake. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. I'll, look, I'll crush this. Yeah, no, exactly. Looks great. Same, I'm just saying. <laughs> I could see. I could see both of these like. You know, like every like, oh, there's like enough for everybody at this table to have one or the other as long as everybody else at this table wants one or the other. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's, oh, that's what we're good. At this, uh, it says it's the uh, a, a traditional dessert of northern Italy, particularly the Piedmont region. So, uh, so that's great, man. I look for it sometime. I hope I get to try <laughs> panna cotta. Well, the pipe tobacco sounds great, and one of the things that uh, you know listeners can enjoy is while they're sampling all of these various pipe tobaccos, they want to make sure they're getting all of these different flavors. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to quality smokes, when it comes to making sure that you are getting kind of the full experience, there are nobody, nobody, I say, that knows better about making sure that you get a quality uh, smoke from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. And of course, as we've talked about in the past few weeks, Missouri Meerschaum has teed it up a little bit more by introducing the Old Dominion Pipe Company into its line of quality products. And so Old Dominion Pipes are clay pipes, and they are just beautiful, uh, simplistic pipes. And the reason I like clay pipes as a tobacco blender is because it is the best instrument to smoke tobaccos and get the pure flavor of the leaf itself. Self. I use clay a lot when I'm blending. It's something that as I'm smoking each uh, constituent tobacco, but also the finished product, whether it be version one or version 860, <laughs> it's always best in a clay. And now you can have one too straight from Missouri Meerschaum. So if you go to their website, there's a whole section of Old Dominion clay pipes that they have. You can buy them singly. You can buy uh, one of each variety they have. And they have combo packs with corncob pipes and uh, their signature pipe tobaccos as well. So check them out. Go to corncobpipe.com and they will ship you Old Dominion clay pipe straight to your front door. There you go. And hey, if you've got an Old Dominion and you're enjoying it this week, be sure to take a picture of yourself doing so. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Question of the Week. Man, Pike question of the week coming in from Pastor Joda. Man, this is a very Ooh. ironically Star Wars, like <laughs> like not actual Star Wars episode, but a lot of like just barely getting it in there references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's what Joda had to say. So we have Dark Fire Kentucky, which is a Burley, and Latakia, which is an Oriental leaf. Why is there not a fired Virginia? All of the old tobacco barns I grew up around down in North Carolina and the South Side of Virginia have the fire outside of the barn with the flu running through the barn. So the heat is there, but not the smoke. Mm -hmm. Surely I'm not the first person to consider this, so I imagine there's a reason for it. Congrats on the new edition, John David. And again, that is from Pastor Joda. Pastor Joda, great question. And I I would assume that it has to do with the uh, sugar content of the leaf. Of course, Burley is a tobacco that we often see fire cured. And it's a leaf that lends itself more to that because of its, I guess you'd say, physiology. But the closest thing to a fired Virginia would probably be a stone. Virginia, but that's more of a griddle or a kind of a, a, a roasted effect than it would be exposed to the smoke uh, content itself. Yeah, I think it has to do with you know the nature of the leaf and uh, its chemical makeup and uh, cellular properties and all that kind of stuff. What he's mentioning here, Pastor Joda, he's talking about fire cured versus a flu cured. Virginias are often mostly flu cured tobaccos. The idea is you've got heat being exposed to the leaf, but not not the smoke. And so that there's a difference there. So if you're thinking of the tobacco leaf being hung over a campfire or over a fire, the heat is affecting the leaf, but the smoke is affecting the leaf as well. The particle, the smoke particles are actually attaching themselves to the tobacco leaf. In flu curing, which we see with Virginia leaves, the heat is being exposed, but the smoke is not being exposed. The, the fire is actually off-site and the heat is kind of funneled in through a almost like like a furnace. And so the the tobacco leaves get exposed to that heat, but not the smoke. And so that's a tradition that goes with that. And I think it just goes with the ability of uh, Virginia leaves to to take that on. But you never know, man, there might be uh, there might be some mad scientist out there that uh, is willing to give it a try. And I don't know, we'll, we'll see if uh, Jeremy Reeves or Greg Peace or someone wants to get a hold of a bunch of uh, Virginia and put fire to it and see what happens. <laughs> God knows the pipe tobacco uh, world is filled with mad scientists. So I'm sure I think that's all that's left is just mad scientists, actually. Like, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's great. Pastor Joda, great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it in to the show. That's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the Squire. squire. I hope you're hungry because this is like a food and cooking edition. I'm actually starving. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, the, <laughs> it's a good thing because this is not going to, you know, induce any of that. So, good. All right. All right. There we, there we go. All right. So, food, tacos, traditional Mexican or Tex-Mex? <sighs> On a taco, I'm going to go with traditional. If I want a taco specifically, yeah. I'm going to go with traditional Mexican. If I right. If I want Mexican food in general, like if I just like, hey, I'm feeling Mexican food. I'm thinking Tex-Mex, and I'm thinking it mostly because of two things, cheese dip and margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly right. Because I'm a basic white girl from the suburbs. Like, I I just want cheese dip and margaritas. Like, it's just just what I want when I want Mexican food. It's so good. Uh, Give me me the top-shelf margarita with your best tequila and some fresh juice. And, uh, and and a whole bucket of cheese dip with some chips and uh, and, a, and a designated driver to get me home. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to affirm that everything that you said is accurate. Yeah. Uh, tacos. <laughs> yeah, no, tacos, absolutely. Go traditional with tacos. You don't mess around with tacos. Do, do them up right. But like, in general, if I'm talking fajitas, burritos, or otherwise, like, I'm making some decisions that I'm planning on regretting the next day. I'm going to go Tex-Mex. I, this is not this is not about quality. It could be quality. Don't get me wrong. But this isn't about, like, that authenticity. Right. This is about that, you know. It's getting comfort that, food. Getting that greasy food. It's comfort food. Yes, exactly. Food. Right. <laughs> and margaritas. All right. Yep. Uh, next up, barbecue, <laughs> Mongolian, or Korean? 
Uh, you know, I don't guess I have a lot of exposure to Korean barbecue, so I'll go with I'll go with Mongolian. Not that I have a ton of exposure there, but maybe maybe a little more. So, uh, yeah, Mongolian. All right, Korean barbecue is fantastic, and I don't have a whole lot of experience beyond like I've been to one Korean barbecue place. So yeah. this one place was fantastic. Yeah, and therefore all Korean barbecue must be fantastic. Uh, no, I I think it was uh, but it was a really cool experience. Like you know, uh, barbecuing right there at the table and everything else. Yeah. We did it during kind of a, a window that we had during uh, 2020 to go out to restaurants. And, um, and so it was a little bit different because I think the way it normally worked at this particular restaurant is you would go buffet style, get all your raw meat, bring it back to your table, and then like, you know, barbecue it up right there at your oh, table. That's cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool. But this way you actually did a little bit more like sushi style where you kind of like, you know, marked what kind of meat you wanted. They bring all the raw meat to your table and then you'd, uh, you know, you'd barbecue it up right at the table. It's it pretty awesome. I, I'm looking forward to going again, but admittedly, <laughs> I need to like get some running in before you have to plan. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, all right, next up seafood, Italian or Greek. So I'll go with Greek Uh, Jackson, you know, for a small town that it is, uh, we actually have a relatively sizable Greek population here. It's kind of weird. It's something that happened in the, um, in the 1930s. They, uh, several people immigrated from a couple specific parts of Greece. And then uh, when they did, I guess, told their buddies about it back home and then they they came over and they were all in the restaurant industry. We just have uh, over the history of our our city uh, just a, a lot of good Greek uh, or good good restaurants that were run by Greek families and had that twist on it. And so uh, just kind of a, one of those strange things that happened in our part of the country. It was really cool. And, of course, I know some of the history of that because I'm friends with the our local uh, Greek Orthodox priest who is a, a pipe smoker and a good friend of the shop. But yeah, so I'll go with Greek. I just probably have a little more exposure to that too. I love Italian food as well, but if we're talking seafood, um, yeah, let's let's Greek it up. I agree. I mean, Greek is fantastic. I got to choose Italian though. I just in terms of just in general my experience cooking there, but I will say this or ask you this: Bill's Greek Tavern. I don't think it's there anymore. Now but closed. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Now closed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It sure is. I. I that was a that was a that was a unique place. I think Mister Bill place. actually passed away. Um, I think it's been about a year and a half ago now. Yeah, man, but, um, is that right? Man, Are you kidding? I had these, no clue. All Seriously? these Greek places, man. Yeah, and uh, Mister Bill, uh, I think uh, is uh, is no longer with us. But the folks that owned the Elite that that has now closed. Yeah, we still yeah, got the. Right. Uh, still got the Mayflower. Still got Crescelles. Uh, so. yeah. uh, a lot of the, a lot of the old, old, you know, families are still uh, primos, of course, uh, still in business. And so, uh, well, plus you got a bunch of like newer places too that have popped up. Yeah, Yaya's, no, I, Yaya's Kitchen, man, dude. I went to Yaya's Kitchen yeah. with Father Andy, and it, 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 he was a celebrity, man. It's oh, Padre, Padre, <laughs> you know, and they, they set him up like that's we awesome. didn't pay for a thing. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh man, it was great. You got the hookup. All right, all right, good deal. All right, so uh, that was that was uh, you know food. Now, now we're talking cooking methods. Here. All right, let's okay, breeze through this. Let's breeze. breeze yeah. Hit them out. Hit them out quick. Here right. we go. Yep. Uh, baked, baked or fried? Fried. Uh, baked in general. Fried when my wife's not looking. <laughs> Stew or soup? Soup. Uh, stew. Got to keep it chunky. It's good that way. <laughs> Roasted or grilled? Mm, I'm gonna go grilled, but by hair. That's a trick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a trick question. The answer is yes. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the quick fire <laughs> questions for this week. If you've got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to send them into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Got some listener feedback in. This first one comes in from James D. Schaefer. These are thoughts on the McClelland episode. He says, This was the best podcast I have ever experienced. Wow. I'm an old man now, age 73. However, I learned so many things from this program. If I could ever meet Mike, I would never ask him the why of things, but look at him and say, in the wise words of Robert Frost, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So, is he happy with his difference? Never judge. Let him be his story with his ending, not ours. By the way, I stopped by the Squire some two years ago while on vacation to the Gulf and picked up an order of Esoterica tobacco. Last time that I beat the bot user. 
<laughs> which is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's from James. Oh, James, right. thank you, man. We're, we appreciate you chiming in there and, um, and good feedback. Um, yeah, you know, when we do get esoterica tobaccos, we, there, there are people, you know, that create these, we may have some listeners that are, that do this. I don't know, but, uh, there are people that create these, uh, computer, uh, programs that go out and constantly search for this stuff. And when they see a, uh, you know, a bag of Ramsgate or Peacehaven pop up on the internet somewhere, it goes and tries to auto buy like, you know, 48,000 of them. And so, uh, man, James, we, we've, we've gotten, uh, most of that weeded out of our website. A lot of that now we've, uh, we've kind of taken care of, but occasionally you see that, but James, uh, that, that day James beat him and, uh, beat him to the punch. So that's great. <laughs> well done. James at the, uh, the young age of 73 beating out the bots. I love to hear it. Yep. All right, man, this next one is coming in from Angel, and this is what Angel had to say. Hey, John, David, and Bo, I'm sitting here enjoying uh, some of the shepherd's pie that I picked up on my pilgrimage. It is super tasty, and I'll have to purchase some more from the shop. Uh, That being said, I just wanted to thank John, David, and the gentleman at the shop for the great hospitality when I visited. I was a little nervous being there at first, but was put right at ease once Dominique turned his attention to me. Getting to meet John David in person was a real treat, and I'm honored that he gave uh, gave some of his time to me. He recommended some cigars as well as took care of the pipe tobacco I wanted to try. I'm super appreciative of the couple of gifts he gave me as well. Next visit, I will definitely make the time to chill out in the lounge with y'all. Uh, all the best and thank you. And again, that is from Angel. Oh man, Angel's pilgrimage was so cool. I, I was I was really like busy that day. It was this blur, but this um, this this kind lady walked in. She was real quiet, and I was like, "Can I help you, ma'am?" And um, and 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 she was on her pilgrimage, and it was just great. She was uh, heading to the beach, I think, to um, hang out and just kind of get away from uh, home a little bit, and swung through Jackson to uh, spend some time with us at the Squire, and it was uh, just really really wonderful to get to know her a little bit and. Angel, uh, I know you've uh, started supporting our show, and 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 you know now are obviously uh, smoking our tobaccos and everything. But we're we're just really grateful for you. It's a, a real honor, and and we hope you enjoy the shepherd's pie going forward. And uh, yeah, if you're ever passing back through our sleepy little town, come hang out. We'd love to see you. You know, I've, <laughs> I've often thought of the shop as a holy place, but it really says something when even the angels are taking a pilgrimage there. God no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Even when the angels take their pilgrimage to the country. That's choir. great. Yeah. That's, that's great, great, man. <laughs> Angel, thanks. That's awesome, girl. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go one more in here. This is coming in from uh, Caleb Frankert, who said, I just finished the How to Train Your Palate Part 1. The part about smell and the connection to memories got me thinking about why I just started smoking a pipe in the first place. Or rather, why I started uh, smoking a pipe in the first place. Years ago, when my wife's grandfather passed away, I remember the family reminiscing about shared stories. A favorite memory was gathering together on Christmas Day and being welcomed by the scent of Grandpa's pipe lingering in the den. So I picked up the pipe and tried to recreate some memories. After some digging, I found that the only blend that he smoked was London Dock. Over the years, I've picked up some of the old stuff. Some was completely unsmokable. <laughs> uh, some was very, quote, Lakelandy, and some just tasted and smelled like Prince Albert. Whatever I tried missed the mark. After researching, I found that the blend went through many changes over the years, which mm-hmm, explained mm-hmm. the inconsistencies in what I found. But a few years ago, da- uh, Daughters and Brian introduced the blend, so I thought I would give it a try. Without telling my wife what I was doing, I packed a bowl and lit it up with her in the same room. Immediately, I could see the memories and emotions rushing back. That's grandpa's pipe, she said. Wow. She still gets emotional when I smoke it. Unfortunately, it's not often as it's been discontinued yet again and my supply is dwindling. Uh, Sorry for the long-winded email, but it just struck me how much of an impact this little hobby of ours has sometimes. The fact, oh, that's precious. Yeah, the fact that a simple, simple smell can trigger so many great memories and emotions is amazing. Mm. I probably would have never started smoking a pipe without them. If you can think of any replacements for this blend, let me know as the search is back on. Keep up the great work. I can't wait to hear the rest of the series. Thanks, your pal, uh, your your pal and pipes, Caleb. Man, what a what a great great uh, man email, Caleb. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is uh, that is awesome, man. I'm sorry about the disappointment of finding that perfect match for London Dock. Of course, put out by Daughters and Ryan, and now it's uh, unavailable again. But uh, man, we need to see if there's a way we can uh, I don't know reverse engineer that or something because uh, it sounds like it had a really powerful 
uh, impact on on you guys. Um, I, I may have shared the story before on the show. I can't remember, but uh, I, very very vivid memory of uh, you know one of the first few years I was working at the Squire. This older lady walked in, and she was I could tell she was kind of weepy, uh, very you know pretty emotional, and uh, and she said her husband was a uh, pipe smoker and that she just needed to smell him. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Dude, it crushed my heart, man. It just, it was just, uh, she, you know, he had passed away the year before, and, and she just, uh, she just needed to have that smell. And so we, I poured her a cup of coffee, and she sat across the tobacco bar from me, and she asked, um, you know, I, I let her smell a few jars, and, and she picked one out, and I, I lit it up and smoked it uh, right there with her. And just the flood of emotions that went over wow. her face—it yeah. was—it was breathtaking. I'll—I'll I'll never forget yeah. that. I will never forget that. It was—it was kind of an honor, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, the—the the power of smell, man, going right into that. Uh, that memory receptor part of your brain and just uh, wow, how uh, how powerful it can be. That's Man. awesome. Whew. I feel like that in and of itself could be an episode. Like putting it out to the listeners. Yeah. Like what are you know what are some what are some memories that you have from childhood attached to a pipe a particular pipe tobacco smell? Maybe it's one that you recognize a particular blend of, or you know it just might be granddad or uh, who knows maybe grandmom's uh, uh, you know pipe tobacco that you walk through the door yeah. and, and get you know I don't know if you've got some stories like that uh, share them with us if we collect enough we might do an episode about it so it's a yeah great, great yeah event. absolutely all right man well uh, yes that is going to do it I think for this week we want to let the good folks know they can keep up with us throughout the week they can follow you at John David Cole or the shop at underscore country squire uh, of course all that information and more can be found at country squire radio.com Man, it's always great to do a tobacco talk and kind of dive into the good stuff that is available to folks. Yeah, yeah, man. It's all, always good to uh, man, find some new favorites and uh, some new uh, things to put in the rotation. And a lot of times, too, there's just so much on the market. I can't smoke them all, and so it's fun to crack open something I've never had and, um, you know, give you my initial thoughts. And so, uh, man, it's good good stuff. Hope you enjoy the Panna Cotta and the Honor Blend from Captain Earl's if you ever, uh, ever get to try. There you go. And hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.